I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest. Be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WQT's After Further Review. Make sure you always listen to us Saturdays, 11 to 1, live on the terrestrial radio dial here at the University of Toledo's on-campus radio station, 88.3. Or if you missed the show, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud or on iTunes on WQT's After Further Review podcast with a picture of Frank Vashner in the horse's head. Frank Vashner was supposed to call in along with Ryan McCumber to talk about the new hiring of Michigan State's new head football coach mill tucker but frank is at work stuck at work actually over at the enterprise over in perrysburg so he couldn't call him but we got ryan mccumber usually a, a regular here guest on the uh, show uh is your account still the cash and winston appreciation account that would be me at spartan ryan oh, okay good so we've got him here on the on the Cast. We talked about Mac Dan Antonio leaving unexpectedly, and once again, Ryan, thanks for you know coming in on on the show. Hey, glad glad to, glad to join, man. Anytime. Giving us your insight on Michigan State Spartans uh, football and basketball. Um, actually, they were the first, I think, in a while, first preseason number one in basketball to drop out of the top twenty-five. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Your thoughts first, though. I guess kind of continuing from last week, Shoneo's leaving. Uh, the program did you think it was questionable or do you think he was just like he said was kind of burnt out and just wanted to spend more time with the family I think it's a mixture of both I think that uh I mean there's been rumors flying around I don't know if they're true that uh people was on the board and uh maybe even Bill Beekman were getting tired of him refusing to make changes to his coaching staff and uh kind of Gave him, gave him an ultimatum. Again, I don't know if this is totally true. These are rumors, but uh, those are things that have came out uh, of the rumor mill. Uh, I mean, I think that he was burnt out. You can, I, I think, I think he wasn't enjoying the job as much anymore. Uh, the fan base was extremely divided on him. Uh, I think a lot of, I, I personally was happy he retired. Um, <laughs> really. I I was I I was getting old. Uh, I was getting really tired of him not making any actual changes to his coaching staff. It got really old. Um, but what kind I, of the, what kind of the changes did you actually want to see? I mean, once again, it's hire like, an actual hire an actual offensive line coach. Jim Bowman should have retired years ago. Uh, it's just I I, I can. I can't. I couldn't believe that they had guys like him still on the staff. I mean, was he hey, old or was his? Is his, his, his... he was old. He, he didn't. Apparently, he didn't really recruit. I mean, it was just they had they had the recruiting on the staff. The recruiting they had on the staff was not great. I mean, it had taken a big dive. I mean, not huge, but they had t- definitely taken it. 
dive over the last couple of years. Uh, they were losing guys to Cincinnati and obviously we'll get into Luke Fickle in a little bit, but uh, losing guys to Cincinnati and Kentucky and we're, we're going to get into Kentucky a little bit, I guess, too today. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, th- th- these were just recruiting battles that they didn't used to lose. And now suddenly you're losing these guys that are taking away the guys that you depend, your program just depends on those Ohio, those second tier Ohio guys that Ohio state's not going to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how they won so many games and they just weren't getting those guys anymore. So basically so, you were, you were, you were trying to get Ohio state scraps, which is not bad because Ohio state, I mean, Joe Burrow was some Ohio state scraps, but exactly. you, just weren't, you weren't getting those that, guys. The, the state of Ohio is loaded with talent and no, Michigan state, state. Be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the state of Ohio is loaded. I mean, Ohio State's going to get who they want out of there. There's no question about that. But Michigan State, some of the guys that they got when they were so, you know, you could come in there and I guess when it was in February, once the season was over in November, I mean, you could concentrate on the bowl games if you wanted to, but you could also on um recruiting in that little period between the bowl game and a little bit after January, but it just seemed like they're seeing it now with college coaches. Yeah, you're getting paid decent money, but now it's almost like you get no break at all. And, you know, college coaches want to spend time with their family. And now with how the recruiting thing is buzz is going on and then on the transfer portal, it's just like, it's too much. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a demanding job. There's no question about it. And I, I do think that he was, Getting tired. I mean, the guy was 63 years old. Yeah. He'd been there for 13 years. He, he was an, he had an incredible run. There's no question about it. And I, and we'll see what Mel Tucker can do. I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit, but salary pool for assistance. I'm, 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 I'm extremely happy about it. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I think this is a really boom or bust hire. It's either going to go really good or it's going to go really bad. I don't see much in between. Uh, I, I am excited to see how recruiting picks up. I think it's going to be – Mel Tucker is known as a great recruiter, and some of the guys that they're talking about bringing on staff, which I which soon we'll get into in a little bit, uh, he's going to be he's going to be bringing in guys that can recruit. And that's something Michigan State, I think, has missed for, for a few years. Um, I'm excited about it. I, he brings new energy to the program. I think most of the fan base is really excited about this to see where it goes. Um, he's going to need some time. I mean, the, the talent on the roster right now isn't great. Uh, I, I would be very happy if he was able to make a bowl game in his first season, to be completely honest with you, just based on the schedule and the talent on the roster. Uh, but I, I am very excited to see what he can do. I mean, I, I, all I want to see this season is vast improvement every week and guys who are going to fight for their coach. I, I, that's all I want to see. I, I'm I'm extremely excited to see where this can go. I think this has a very high ceiling on how far they can go with this hire. Yeah. So now, what do you expect out of this guy? I mean, what... I think ex- I think expecting to go to Indy every three to four years is fair. I mean, Antonio was able to do that. Okay. Uh, expecting and what's realistic right now because you know a lot of people now, are kind of disappointed I, with I, this I, season and he's is a new guy coming in. You may have some new schemes. We don't know potentially are the recruits that D'Antonio um, originally recruited, are they going to stay? I mean, it gets kind of tricky here. I think, I think, I do think there's going to be a lot of turnover uh, with, with the players. We'll see what happens. I mean, it seems like 
from what I was gathering on Twitter, I follow a lot of the players on Twitter. A lot of them seemed like they were excited about the hire. Um, so we'll see what happens with attrition. I don't know. I mean, he, he made clear he wasn't, apparently he's not bringing back anybody on the old staff. I'm the one guy I would have liked them to keep around was Ron Burton. And he took a job at Indiana, the defensive line coach. Um, so um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think that, I, I don't know when he's going to, it's going to take a while to get this uh, down the road. I, MSU fans need to give him time. I mean, uh, the first two years are probably going to be rough. Year three, hopefully he's winning nine games. That's my goal. And maybe he can get to Indy in year four. Uh, like I said, every three to four to five years, get to Indy uh, and see what happens. I'd like to see him have at least a 500 record against Michigan, obviously. Um, those are my expectations for any coach that comes to Michigan State, especially with uh, what I'm hearing about things that I'm hearing about the guys he's going to be able to recruit and the relationships he's going to build with uh, Detroit and Ohio coaches. Um, so I think there's a lot for MSU fans to be excited about, but hold on, hold your horses on all the expectations. The first couple of years are going to be rough. Just don't go too crazy if things don't go great the first couple of years. It's going to take some time. Marty, what would you think that, I mean, I guess with D'Antonio, he left the program in a solid state. And even though it's, you know, Mel Tucker's coming in, it's not like he's coming in a, direct dumpster fire or what what or what how Mark D'Antonio what he picked up after you know when he first got there so you say struggling is struggling like almost like if they have a season where uh, they go let's say they go six and six or seven and five I, I, I could some people would consider that struggling because you're not used to that but let's say the dude only starts to get two to three wins should fans get upset if he does that a couple times in his first couple seasons? Yes. If you're, if you're doing that in year two, you, I think that, that you've got to have some worries. I mean, this year is whatever to me. Do what you got to do, man. I mean, it's anybody who's looked at the schedule knows it's tough. It's one of the toughest schedules in college football. Um, he, he gets a pass from me in year one. Year two, I'd like to see him win seven, eight games. Mm-hmm. If he wins like three, year two, I'm going to be a little bit worried. But I feel like you have to give any coach three years, at least, at least three years. Um, sometimes even four, just so you can get a full thing of, rec- of his recruiting classes in. So, I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I, I haven't been this excited about MSU football in a while. Uh, and he's definitely brought some energy to the program already that I feel has been missing for a couple of years. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. This, this is exciting. MSU fans haven't had a new coach in 13 years, so this is just this is something new for a lot of people. <laughs> it's not like to me, uh, you guys got tired of Mark D'Antonio. <laughs> I mean, think, think about it. It's like he was doing well. I mean, the last couple seasons were kind of sketchy, but you're going to have your ups and your downs. But, I mean, pretty much in the last decade, pretty much, when, from probably 2011 till about a couple seasons ago, I mean – Michigan State was was the one of the premier football programs in the country, let alone the Big Ten. But yet, it seems like you just never can satisfy fans. That's that is a fair point. I, I think that D'Antonio was kind of a victim victim of the own standards that he set for uh, the program. But at the same time, he wasn't willing to make changes to uh, his coaching staff. It didn't seem like they adapted much to how college football was the way college football was heading. 
I mean, it, it, it kind of reminded me of LSU and uh, Les Miles, to be completely honest with you, in the last couple of years. I mean, I think that's a pretty fair comparison mm-hmm. because I, the Les didn't seem to really adapt either. I mean, this is – college things in college football change at the blink of an eye, and uh, things just – they were doing the same thing over and over again, and it didn't work. I mean, it's sad. I, I wish he could have went out and on better terms, but – I'm excited to see what the new era is going to bring. I'm, I'm excited too. Uh, how do you think? And I ask you this: How do you think that he'll be remembered? I think he's going to be remembered uh, highly. I mean, the guy took Michigan State to a Rose Bowl when they hadn't been there in 25 years. Won three Big Ten titles. Mm-hmm. They went 36 and five over a three-year stretch, which is just incredible to think about. Yeah, the last few years were really disappointing and frustrating, but he he did bring a golden age to Michigan State football. And I, I have no idea if it's going to happen again. Hopefully it does. But uh, He made Michigan State football relevant, too. I he, mean, did. he did. He <laughs> did. I think he, we he were did. talking to Frank's friend. You guys had John Smith before that? or Yep, John L. Smith. Yeah, and it was it was pretty – or didn't you have Tyrone Willingham, too, as well? And No, it was uh, Bobby Williams. Bobby Williams, I mean, Bobby Williams. And that, that I remember that. That Wasn't there the question that he had lost the locker room or something? Yep. <laughs> and it, you just knew it was going downhill. Yeah, I I, uh, I mean, this is kind of – this is uncharted territory for a lot of MSU fans. Uh, I mean, most of my life, D'Antonio has been the football coach, so it's going to be weird seeing another guy walking the sidelines – this fall, but uh, I'm excited for it to see what happens. And I, like I said, I think D'Antonio leaves a, a great legacy at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I, I am all for building him and Tom Izzo a statue sitting next to each other on a bench. That would uh, they, they both? I think I think both of them have earned it. All right. Do you, do you, but, do you uh, think? I think also with the Larry Nasser situation, this is with Izzo and Dan Antonio. It looked like it really wore on them. Like even though they it, they didn't weren't directly kind of involved in it, it, you know the media scrutiny and we talked about it on our show I think a year or two ago about how it almost seemed like certain networks were saying that you know they were almost part of this dark cloud and they were trying to cover it up and, and it looks like you can tell it looks like they it really did kind of wear on Izzo and Dan Antonio. Absolutely, I think that that uh, having a certain network i think y'all knew who who i were talking about yes and hound them uh i think it did get tiring i think that they were getting tired of all allegations and none there's been zero proof of either of those guys covering anything up if something came out i would be the first to rip them for it Mm -hmm. uh but there is there's been nothing that's came out, and you know what? It, it, it's definitely been unfair to both of them that they've been treated that way. Right. That is true. So now Mel T- Tucker is in. Uh, football, won't be talking about a lot about that, but let's talk a little bit about basketball, and you post a lot about Twitter on the basketball thing. How have you basically looked at this season? It's been up and down. I think Cassius Winston has probably been the most consistent, and him and Tillman have been on the team. But you go from preseason number one to now in the middle of February unranked. Yeah, it's been disappointing, but uh, there's been a lot of circumstances to that number one preseason ranking. I mean, Josh Langford was expected to be playing this year. He's he got hurt. He's been out all season again. Uh, people were hoping that Joey Hauser would get immediate eligibility. He didn't get it. 
How do you like Rocket so, I mean, Watts? How do you like Rocket I, I, I'm excited about him. I think he's going to be a very good player. He had a great game on Tuesday. Uh, I think he's a future NBA player at some point. Uh, Cassius obviously dealt with uh, the tragedy with his brother mm-hmm. uh, who passed away. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of circumstances this year. It's been, has it been disappointing? Yeah, I think it's been disappointing to this point. Can they turn it around? Sure, of course they can. They've they uh, went through a three game losing streak last year. Was it the same as the one this year? No, probably not. Do they have the ex- same exact experienced players they had last year, like Kenny Goins and Matt McQuaid? No, of course they don't. But uh, Tom Izzo has proven time and time again that he can turn a season around. I mean, it, there's a lot that there's still time left to uh, turn this around. You got a few big games coming up. You got a nice win on Tuesday, even though they almost choked a twenty point lead away at Illinois. Uh, their goals are still ahead of them. I mean, they can still win out and get a share of the Big Ten at least. They got Maryland coming to town on Saturday. It's a big game. It's going to be a big, great atmosphere. Um, Plenty of time to turn it around. But, yes, up to this point, I think it's been a somewhat disappointing season. I I think that they'll be okay. I mean, I'm not going to say this team is going to go to the Final Four or anything, but I I, I view this as a team that they can at least get to the second weekend. I mean, you, you would think that. I mean, they, they've got a got the best point guard in the country, you know, so you've got that going for you. Uh, I think there's plenty of time to turn this around. Will it happen? I don't know. I mean, time will tell. But uh, I don't think it's time to comp- – I was definitely hitting the panic button after that Michigan game. But, hey, they, they found a way to win at Illinois on uh, Tuesday and uh, – they, they can get right back on track with another win on Saturday. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that is true. But I, it's glad, I hope, I'm glad that you uh, are liking the new hire of Mel Tucker. And that's the one thing you can do, just give the guy a chance. Uh, but I do know that as a Bears fan, uh, he was not a very good defensive coordinator. And I, some fans are a little worried that he didn't really do so well at, you know, Colorado his first year, I believe. The the thing with the Colorado thing, they've had one winning season in 15 years. Uh, their fans are extremely angry he left. So, I mean, that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, uh, I, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, he, he, he brought in, like, the number 35 recruiting class after his first year in Colorado, which is really impressive considering if you go look back at some of their recruiting classes. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm excited. I know, I know recruiting is going to amp up. So you, you've got that going for you. I, even if this doesn't work out, I feel like he's going to leave the next coach a good stable of player, uh, players. Uh, so you've got that. I mean, like I said, this is this is either going to – this is a really high ceiling hire and a really low floor hire. So, I mean, I, I don't see much in between here. This is either going to go really well or it's going to go really bad. We'll see who he brings on his staff. I mean, they've uh, – they they are throwing money around like crazy. I couldn't believe that they're they're offering uh, Kentucky's recruiting coordinator. They're offering him over a million dollars to come as a tight ends coach. Mm. So that should tell you how serious they are about getting this staff in place and trying to get the football program back on track. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, he's supposed to decide today. Uh, Kentucky MSU threw him an initial offer. Kentucky almost matched it. MSU opt again. So we'll see. 
if Kentucky's going to offer him more money. Uh, yeah, but with more, I mean, I know they're throwing money at this, but with hot, with a lot of money comes high expectations. And I mean, oh no, no doubt. I'd be a little leery. I understand you're trying to get people because it, it basically the hire is last minute. I mean, you're not hiring the coach and fit because think about the spring game is what in two months. Yeah. So you, you got They said spring tra- practice is going to start in two weeks. So yeah. I mean, they got they got to figure this out quick. Right. Exactly. Not ideal timing. No, it's not. I understand you're trying to get people at the last minute. I guess I understand throwing the money out there is good, but <laughs> I, I I don't know. I hope I wish him the best though, because as a coach, you always wish coaches the best because there's a lot of factors and variables that really have to work into you being having a winning program. One is building the culture. And two, you got to get recruits. And then three, I think you need to know, have the X's and O's. No doubt. Uh, and one thing I wanted to add is MSU has they they up their salary. MSU is not known for getting into bidding wars with their schools on for coaches. So mm. that's one thing MSU fans are really excited about to see them finally put a commitment into football and bring in top flight assistant coaches, which have not been at Michigan State for three to four years. So I I feel like that is something that MSU fans are really excited about. Of course, we don't know how this is going to play out. There's plenty of variables to come up, but I feel like people are excited, and I think for good reason. I got to ask you this before we go, because, I mean, we obviously talk about Mel Tucker and coaches and Mark D'Antonio leaving after 13 seasons. How long do you think Tom Izzo's going to stay? Now, obviously, he's been there for over 25 years. I think the 94-95 season was his first year, so really 26 seasons. But like I said, you know, are fans kind of getting tired of him? Um, no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. People, people want him to stick around. Uh, he, his son is on the team. He's a freshman this year. Really? He's a walk on. Yep. Uh, so I think he's going to at least stay for another four years. Wow. I didn't um, know. I thought he had a daughter that was like my age. She, yes. She, yeah. She's, she's like. I think she's 23. His son is a freshman on the team this year. So, oh, no, no, she's not uh, close to my age. I could have swore he – because I know when he started, he was he was older when he started. You know, he was under, you know, yeah. Heathcote, yep. I believe. But I didn't know he had kids that young. I mean, wasn't his wife Felipe? She was pretty old too, wasn't he? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, he's – yeah, that's his uh, – this is his youngest kid. So, uh, he yeah, he's, uh, he's 18. He's a freshman on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think he's going to stay as long as his kid's there. Right. So I think you've got another three to four years at least. I don't, I don't know how long he's going to stay. I don't think he's a guy who's going to coach till he's like 75, 80 years old, you know. But uh, I think you, I think you've got at least three to four years. Right. It's and God I, willing. It's gonna, honestly, honest, yeah, of course. Uh, it's it's going to be a sad day for MSU when Tom Izzo t- uh, retires. I, I don't know how the hell they're going to replace him when, when that day comes, but – uh. He's a great ambassador to Michigan State. Uh, he's always been supportive of uh, other programs. Uh, obviously, he's one of the best coaches in the country and has built an elite basket, a damn near elite basketball program at MSU. Mm. So yeah, I, I want him to stay as long as he can. He is he he, he continues to recruit at a great level. Um, and uh, obviously, he made a Final Four last year, and he. I hope that we keeps the train the train going. Uh, he's he is definitely the best. I think he's the best coach period in Michigan State athletics history. He's yeah. that great, especially how he recruits kids. That you know, if you think about, it, he's not always getting 
all McDonald's All-Americans. He's getting kids that really fit his program that stay, and he just keeps getting that continued success. And that's pretty hard to do nowadays with, with the transfer portal and kids not happy. And then some people don't like, you know, remember a couple years. Was it last year when he was yelling at players and people were like, oh, they shouldn't do that nowadays? Yeah, and now parents year. parents don't really want the coach to coach their kids. But it's, it's refreshing to see that, that, you know, a guy that's got a kind of an old style who can adapt a little bit but still be relevant. No doubt, he uh, he he definitely c- coaches with an old school style. But like you said, he's willing to adapt to things, uh, and and he does recruit. I mean, he, he 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 like you said, he doesn't bring in every single McDonald's All American like Kentucky or Duke. But right. he, I mean, he, most of the guys he gets are top one hundred recruits. So it's not like he's bringing in the bottom of the barrel guys. He's definitely bringing in a lot of talent. They're so. they're the right fit though. He likes the gritty. Yes the gritty he mixes he, guys that have skill but most of the guys that are the gritty hard work guys are the ones that are helping you to win the ball games yeah you have to be a certain type of player to be able to play in his program there's yes. no question about it yeah yeah well ryan man thanks so much for uh giving us your time and calling in talk a little bit of michigan state football along with basketball my man hey thanks Derek. thanks for having me on man yeah. anytime and yeah, remember once again we'll do this for you as always you know you come on absolutely man give you a, a round of applause and uh stay warm is it cold up there yeah yeah it's definitely definitely cool up here okay man take it easy man yeah you too man yeah. thanks for having me on no problem man that was ryan mccumber here on 88.3 wgt's after further review frank couldn't really call in and chime in uh he kind of stuck up at work but we still got great content for you here about a good 25 minutes on the show Make sure you always check us out Saturdays, 11 to 1 on the terrestrial radio dial on 88.3 WXUT on the campus of the University of Toledo. Sometimes we'll be live, sometimes we'll be taped, depending on our our schedule and what's going on. Uh, But also, you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WXUT's after further review with a picture of Frank Vastner and the horse's head. Or follow us on Twitter, AFR Sports Show. It's got the same picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. And we always post the links to our podcast so you can listen to us on your phone or in the car. When we return, we have more after further review after this.